Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. And this week we're talking baseball, professional minor league baseball here in Kentucky. At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high-quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson's. The calendar has turned to May. Many of you have spring fever, so let's talk a little baseball. You know, back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even up into the 70s, many of these small communities throughout this state had amateur baseball teams, and they usually played on Sunday afternoons. Local guys who just got together formed a team, and they played teams from other small towns. They kind of all went away when softball got really big. But prior to all that, we had professional baseball here in Kentucky. We had several professional minor league teams, guys who were hoping to make it up to the majors, who were playing in the minors, in several cities throughout Kentucky had a team. We had the Bluegrass League back in the early 1900s. It existed from 1908 to 1912. It folded after 1912, came back in 1922 for about three years, and then folded in 1924, and that was it. It never came back again. It's interesting, some of the teams that were in it, let's talk about the initial teams from 1908 to 1912. Frankfurt had a team in it called the Lawmakers. Makes sense. The laws are made in Frankfurt. Why not call them the Lawmakers? Lawrenceburg had the Distillers. There are obviously distilleries in that area as they are throughout the state. Lexington was the Thoroughbreds because of all the Thoroughbred farms there. Maysville, the Rivermen. They sit right on the river, so that made sense. Anyway, Nicholasville had a team. Paris, Richmond, Shelbyville, Versailles, and Winchester all had initial teams. But the most interesting team as far as a nickname, the Mount Sterling Orphans. <laughs> yes, the Orphans of Mount Sterling. Why in the world were they called the Orphans? I have no idea, but we will find out, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. So I hope you'll come back and join me for that. Until then, I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. Today we learn the meaning behind the Mount Sterling nickname, the Orphans, for their minor league baseball team. At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high-quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson's. We have all the This week we're talking about the Bluegrass Baseball League, which existed throughout Kentucky back in the early 1900s. Actually, mostly central to eastern part of the state of Kentucky is where it existed. But several small towns had a minor league team 
paid professional players, mostly lower level minor leagues. But anyway, I found it interesting that Mount Sterling had a team called the Orphans, and I wondered how they got that nickname. So I called somebody in Mount Sterling who's a sports historian, but he'd never heard of the Orphans. I called three other people who were historians there in Mount Sterling in Montgomery County. They'd never heard of the Orphans. So I talked to Ron Bailey, who lives up in Maysville. He is a historian of the Bluegrass Baseball League. And he said, I don't know how they got called the Orphans, but let me do a little research. I'll call you back. Within a few minutes, he called me back. And here was our conversation. All right, so, so you did a little homework, and what did you find? Okay, from the Mount Sterling Orphans, uh, according to Richard Worth, who wrote a book called The Baseball Team Names, a Worldwide Dictionary. Very interesting. Uh, in 1912, the Mount Sterling Orphans started the season out in Winchester, Kentucky. Then they moved to Nicholsville a month later. And then on June 26th, they moved to Mount Sterling and called because of low attendance, teams like that were called orphans back then or abandoned, uh, abandoned by the fans of the initial city. So they just kept it as their official nickname. Uh, nickname. Well, maybe eventually the fans in Mount Sterling accepted them and fell in love with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like we do all orphans, I guess, you fall in love with them. And, Ron, only you would have a book. <laughs> called the Dictionary of Nicknames for Baseball Teams. Well, you know, it is my passion trying to find some unique stuff, and I really appreciate you. Someone told me maybe the Reds should call themselves the Orphans because their fans have abandoned them. That'll do it for today. Gary Fogle, Kentucky Sports Memories. Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. This week we're talking about the Bluegrass Baseball League. Professional minor league baseball in the early 1900s here in Kentucky. What kind of money do these guys make? At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high-quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson's. We have all the Back in the early 1900s, the Bluegrass Baseball League existed in Kentucky. It was professional baseball. These guys were paid minor league players, very low-level minor league players. And many small towns in Kentucky had a team. I talked to Ron Bailey about the league. He is a historian about the Bluegrass Baseball League. He lives in Maysville, one of the cities that had a team in the early 1900s. And I asked him about finances as far as these players go. Did they get rich playing minor league baseball? Obviously the answer is no, but I was curious about what the finances were like. Now what kind of money did these guys make back then for playing in this league? They have about $200 a month and and you get room and board. Well that's not too bad. No, it wasn't too bad at all. Uh, I'm sure some got more than others, but at $200 a month, uh, that's room and board. Are there any stories of these players ever causing trouble on the, you know, like on the no, weekends after a no, game or? No, no, like no I, I asked the same questions uh, about that, and they, you know, they said they will, will behave. I'm telling you, that's what that's really amazed me. 
Well, I'm shocked that, you know, these young guys who are in their late teens and early 20s were so well-behaved when they uh, were right, out on right. the town on a Saturday night or <laughs> what happened. That's one of the questions I've asked older gentlemen because, you know, I, that's something I love history, and I would ask these older gentlemen when I was young, uh, you know, asking different questions and about that, same, what you're asking, same thing. At least that's what he heard about the players in Maysville, that they were very well-behaved. That's nice to know. 200 bucks a month plus room and board. That's what they made. Not bad money for back the turn of the century, the early 1900s. Hey, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. It's still going to be about minor league baseball, but more of a modern version. I'm going to talk to a minor league baseball player who spent many years playing here in Kentucky and one particular moment about his career that he'll never forget. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. Coming up, the story, a very specific story about a longtime minor league baseball player here in Kentucky. At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high-quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson's. This week, we've been talking about minor league baseball here in Kentucky. So I want to talk a little bit about Corky Miller, basically a career minor league player. He played briefly at times in the majors. He got called up on occasion when somebody was injured. But for the most part, he played his entire career in the minor leagues. Signed in 1998 with the Cincinnati Reds. Played for a few different franchises, but most of his career was with the Reds and with its minor league AAA farm team, the Louisville Bats, here in Kentucky. Played 10 seasons with the Bats. He's the all-time leader in games played in a career for the Louisville Bats, AAA team of the Cincinnati Reds. But as I said, on occasion, he would get called up to the majors, and there was one specific story he likes to talk about where he remembers it in great detail. It's the time when he was in the majors for the Reds, and he stole home. We talked about that. Corky, I read where you once stole home. Now, no offense, but you weren't really known for your speed. So, <laughs> how did you steal home? Uh, yeah, there was there was 2001. Um, I could say it was on turf. Uh, Brady Clark was at home plate. They put on a squeeze play. So lefty Omar Dahl picks up, so I take off. Well, he picked the first instead of throwing to home. And time he threw it to first and threw it to home, I was safe. Had he thrown home, do you think you would have been safe? Yeah, um, Brady Clark would have bunted the ball. It was a, it was a, supposed to be a squeeze play. Oh, had he gotten the bunt down? Yeah, he would have got the bunt down. Okay. But if if he would have if he would have not bunted the ball, I probably would have been safe too. Let's just oh, say. really? I don't, I don't know. Why wouldn't I think that? <laughs> a long career in the minors with the Louisville Bats as a catcher who every now and then got called up to the majors and remembers that moment in the majors when he stole home. That'll do it for today's show. I'll be back tomorrow. Gary Fogle, Kentucky Sports Memories.
Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. Many of us would like to play Major League Baseball, even if it's only for one game. And that was the case for one Kentuckian. At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson's. We have all the all this week we've been talking about minor league baseball here in Kentucky. Today we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about the major leagues. And having a one-game major league career, I guess, is better than having no major league career at all because that's the case for one Kentuckian. Back in the early 1900s, a gentleman from Mount Sterling, Kentucky, over in eastern Kentucky, played one game in the majors. His story was told to me by Dan Manley, Longtime journalist there in Mount Sterling. In 1918-1919, one of those two years, uh, there was a gentleman here by the name of Tom Grubbs who would become a judge here, but uh, he was a right-handed pitcher. Uh, he signed on with the New York Giants. Tom McGraw was the legendary coach of the Giants at that time, and he went to New York and he pitched in one game. It wasn't uh, a real successful outing, but. Apparently, they thought he had a bright future, but uh, baseball was not on a national level thought of that highly in 1918, 1919, and his mother called him and said, Tom, you need to come home. Uh, you know you're going to be an attorney. Come back and do what you're supposed to do, and uh, Tom Grubbs did exactly that. He came home, became a judge, a longtime judge in the uh, city of Mount Sterling. I find it pretty funny that Mama called and said, it's time to quit playing and time to come home and be an adult now. And so, <laughs> so he did. <laughs> That's, hey, you know, most of us have done what Mama said, and if we didn't, we should have. <laughs> well, you know, back then, he probably made more money as a judge than he did a pro baseball player, well, even, even in majors. Yeah, pro pro probably no question. Manley says even though Grubbs only played one game in the majors, he kept his major league uniform, and his daughter has it very well preserved today. <laughs> That'll do it for the shows this week. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Gary Fogle. See you next week. Kentucky Sports Memories.